When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello, and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars versus canon, uh, legends, Star Wars, legends versus canon. That is what this podcast is called. It is a struggle today. So welcome to our podcast where we talk about the legends versus the canon Star Wars lore. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Ben of Tamaria. So, Ben, are we even talking about Legends versus Candy today? No, we are not. So, um, I took advisement and of what you uh, brought up over uh, personal chats and whatnot. And we are t- talking about our reactions to the new story trailer for Jedi Survivor. And yeah. I'm I'm just in awe and so much more excited to see they kind of like give us a little bit more of like what's going to like what we're, our purposes is going to be in the new game. But we also see a bunch of familiar faces, which I'm super excited to see because we did not know if they were going to be even in the game. Um. And then we're also going to be talking about um, the uh, Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars book. That was the quote-unquote prequel to the game. It takes place after uh, Fallen Order, but before Jedi Survivor. So we'll probably talk about that first before we dive super into um, the Jedi Survivor trailer. Now, I will let everybody know now, there will be spoilers for the book. Granted, if you want to listen to it, it's only 10 hours, but I will warn you now, there's really nothing that happens in this book. <laughs> it's just, you're you're muted. Yeah, so before we kind of get into our review of that, are we going to, do you want to do the review of the book first, then take a break, and then talk about the trailer, or... Yeah, that, I would say that. Okay. Because we'll see some, like, within the trailer, we see some characters that we all know and love from the first game, but things might be a little different because of things that happened in the book. 
Right. So. But yeah, uh, I mean, let's get right into it. Jedi Battle Scars. Um, oh, I don't know. It's really hard. Like, I enjoyed listening to the book, but I mm-hmm. really felt compared to the any of the other Star Wars novels that are out there, it felt super rushed. I don't know what you thought about that. Like, with the writing. Like, to me, the writing felt rushed. Yeah, I definitely get that in the writing. Um, I will say this about the writing. There are conflicts that happen in the book and tensions that happen between characters and between the characters that we know and love. I felt for the conflicts that they're being done, I think they're fine. They're written there, mm-hmm. but I felt they were conflicts for the sake of introducing conflict, not a natural progression of things that had been either introduced in the games or even like, cause Sarah has a bunch of tie in comics of her and, you know, Cordova. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, there's a whole series of comics with her and, you know, Cordova and her as his Padawan and all kinds of things going on there. So, like, she's had characterizations outside of this, too. It just kind of felt like the author just decided they're in this place rather than giving us the background of how they got to the place that they're at. Yeah, I mean, when the book starts... We find out pretty quickly. It's been a few, at least two years after the end of Fallen Order. And nothing's really explained on how they got from end of Fallen Order up to where we are in the book. Like, nothing's explained. Right. We're So, for kind of like, again, you told the Bristol, like... You know, there will be spoilers. Um, There are people who listen to this podcast who will never read this book. So for like Jedi Survivor, why don't we kind of go over like what happens in the what actually happens in the book? So so basically the book has the premise. The whole plot is Cal Marin, the crew of the Mantis. uh, Go on this job to recover schematics of a device called the shroud which had the potential of cloaking or hiding anyone from the empire with like no negatives whatsoever well on their uh first job before they even get to that job they meet a fellow stormtrooper in the empire named fret yeah fret yes fret um and so they're they're a seat like an scientist technician mm. for the empire and they disguise themselves as a stormtrooper to try to escape yeah and so when they get introduced to the, uh to fret and everything fret comes up with the whole story of like the mantis crew being the beacon of hope um help her to get the shroud and all that stuff, and to introduce to uh, their potential client to then, you know, get the shroud. And on this journey, up until before they even meet the client, Fret and Marin have a 
fling slash romantic interest in one another like right off the bat. So we get a lot of Marin content in the book, which is great because we don't get that in Jedi or Fallen Order whatsoever. Uh, besides Dathomir, I mean that's the only thing we get from Marin. Um, but yeah, once we get to um, I can never I can't remember the uh, client's name on the top of my head. Uh, he's a bird-like species. Yeah. Um. His name is. I don't have my Kindle in front of me. Let me hold on. But anyway, yeah. Um. But eventually they get to the client, um, to get hired on to steal from the Empire to get the schematics of the shroud, um. And of course. So, throughout the book, and throughout even the beginning of the book, Grease is all against everything. He just wants to hide, stay away from the Empire, to do what they can to survive and be done with things. Whereas Cal is, you know, he's fighting the Empire to help everyone else in the galaxy to where he, no one else would have to feel the pain that he did. Seer's whole goal is to save and archive the Jedi Order to make sure they know they existed. And Marin's whole goal is to revenge and she she wants to take revenge on the on the people who destroyed the Night Sisters and Dathomir. Uh well, which the Separatists have done that. Separatists were the ones that wiped everything out on Dathomir. But since the Separatists don't exist anymore, she's taken her revenge on the Empire. So before they even get to the client, even throughout the book, all four of the main Mantis crew have completely different objectives and goals for what the crew should be doing. And that is where we get a lot of the conflict. Um, as Austin has said, a lot of the conflict feels... It felt like it's there to make conflict just because they all have different ideals of what needs to be done. So, but yeah, uh, eventually, you know, once they get to the client, and Austin will get the name, I can't remember. Uh, they go off to a prison to retrieve these schematics, and with that, there's an interlude, kind of a chapter-ish, with the fifth brother, who we all know from Rebels, if you ever watch Rebels, uh, or even Obi-Wan Kenobi, because he's in that as well. Uh, stating that he was once a Jedi. Uh, he was then turned and to become part of the dark side, became an Inquisitor to hunt down the Inquisitors. Uh, so the mission starts with, you know, everybody not so trusting Fret because she's a stormtrooper. She works for the Empire and constantly is saying that she like she left the Empire. Well, come to terms with the when the mission starts and when they get to uh, trying to break into the prison. Fret straight up knew the code to get into the prison because Fret never left the Empire. Right. Uh, the client's name is Queerus Lars. Queerus Lars. 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 Um. And he wants to use the shroud, which is a cloaking device. Like, but think 
if you remember from Clone Wars, the ship that Anakin flies against An- Admiral Trench in that arc that has a cloaking device. But think about that in like, but way amped up. Mm-hmm. That there's no way the Empire would ever find anything cloaked in this device. Right. And so Fret knows these codes and that sets everyone off to be like, and Seer off basically like, there's no way she knew these codes because they change them every so often. So mm-hmm. she's still getting updated codes, which is then revealed that she hasn't actually defected from the Empire. Yep. So yeah, uh, that kind of like, you know, sets everyone off to where goes down to more like starts the conflict pile. And then once they get into the prison and get to the cell block to where they needed to get these schematics, lo and behold, it's not schematics. <laughs> it's an actual person. Uh, Irie, I believe is her name. Yeah. Yeah. It's Irie. Um, and which we learn of her because Cal goes in to basically perform a force echo on Fret's stuff. Yes. And learns of Irie. But doesn't tell the rest of the crew because Marin and Fret had had their or having their romantic fling to where he it's he doesn't feel like it's his place to tell because it was a personal thing. It has nothing to do with the mission at hand. So he didn't think much of it. And then until like, you know, they came face to face. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> like uh oh so yeah you find out it's a person and of course you know it wouldn't be star wars without lightsaber fights to where the fifth brother was tasked to go to retrieve the shroud at this prison as well uh while cal and the uh, mantis crew are breaking in so as soon as they found irie they try to get out um fret and irie leave the group from Marin yep. and Cow and get heavily damaged on the on their return to the Mantis and that was their fault completely and Cal yep. and Marin was stuck fighting the fifth brother right and so there is a big fight with the fifth brother that ends up just kind of going south really quickly for Cal but then Seer is there to jump in and we do get a little like Seer Jedi Night, fully trained Jedi Knight lightsaber action and then we get another scene back at the ship where Marin and Grease are dealing with Fret and Irie figuring out what happens and then Irie or then Grease leaves the Mantis to go back for Seer and Cal which ends up in a kind of altercation where Grease ends up stepping in between a lightsaber slash at Cal from the Fifth Inquisitor and loses an arm. Yep. Which listening to audiobook form myself that was the cliffhanger into the next chapter. So it's like, oh crap. I'm thinking like while I'm driving it's like, oh my god, did Grease just die? Oh my god! And then he then it goes into where he just lost an arm. It's like, oh, okay, it's fine. He has three other ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and then you know that also sets things and high tensions between the crew and 
so forth. And then they do end up escaping from the fifth brother. Um, I forget. I think it was an explosion. I believe that kind of uh, repelled him. If I recall. Yeah. And uh, once they leave, you know, everybody gets on back on the Mantis. Cal is knocked out in this entire time. Um, so they get to a moon, um, a distant moon far away from the planet they were on to take two days to relax and decompress and everything and figure out what they need to do going forward. And so it just comes down to like each member deciding on what they like, what goals and what they want to achieve. Cal and Seer have this heart to heart. To where Cal is much like a rebel. He, like he he wants he he's the enti- entire mentality of the Rebel Alliance is in him. While Seer is more like she just wants to archive everything. Um and uh, before we all get to the prison break, actually, Seer actually went off mission to go and retrieve a circuit. Or Yes. Yeah, circuit, it, which supposedly enhances one's force abilities, but we never see it in use because they've never used it in the entire book. We just know Seer just got it because it was one of the last things that her and her previous master was tracking down uh, before Order sixty six happened. Right, but we'll remember that circuit because I want to bring in how Seer looks in the first trailer oh, we got that's for Jedi true Star. i never oh, thought no. of that now oh yeah, so shoot okay remember that makes that. a little more sense remember that so yeah back to like you know each each member is trying to figure out what they want to do uh what they plan on doing going forward cow dropped some wisdom from um his previous master um just literally going piece by piece don't just don't try to solve everything at once. Just take it one step at a time, basically. And Marin really like has a deep thinking with Fret. She stops her relationship with Fret because you know Irie's alive. Fret always Fret thought Irie was dead, full on dead. So seeing Irie alive, kind of like oh crap, emotions, you know, all the feelings bottle up crap come to surface Marin doesn't take it too well but uh Marin does throughout the book Marin does have issues controlling her magic and that's more of the fact because she I feel like it's because she's lost herself she didn't know who she was anymore and that's why she lost like control of her magic until Frat came into her life he, she started to feel love again. Her magic came back. And then towards the end of the book, her magic's back. Like from point on, I would, I would imagine permanently because she feels like the Mantis crew is her family. Kind of like how Dathomir was. But yeah, they go back to the client with Irie and everything. Um, obviously, they do not trust him at all. Because I wouldn't. I don't think anybody should. Uh, 
and then also find out the shroud schematics are just theory. They're not even practical use. So they stage a uh, kind of a Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not trap, but a uh, setup for the client to where they created a fake shroud. And uh, so they would just be able to leave safely, still get paid, leave safely, and then wouldn't have to worry about it later again. And then the whole, behold, the, you know, their client foresees this and contacted the empire and the fifth brothers there oh look at that so they have another giant climatic climatic battle towards the end but that's the end that's pretty much it like there's i don't know like the book it's all it's a decent sized book but really nothing really major happens throughout it besides you know it's it gives a little more in depth with Baron. Um, Grease has his moments to shine, not just of being a pilot, which is super nice. But that's really it. Um, yeah. So, here are the things I liked in the book. I really enjoy Cal's chapters and Cal's point of view, as well as Marin's. Um, I liked the kind of internal conflict that they had. I liked sears chapters i like the idea behind the shroud and the stakes that it would give um i really liked that they reintroduced a legend species back into canon which is the kashiri which is what fret is and the, for those of you who don't know the kashiri first really make and kesh their home planet first make their appearance in a legend novel series called the fate of the jedi and they are a, it, the planet where the lost tribe of the Sith crashes and decides to rule. So, like, from the get-go, because of the Kashiri's, the Kashiri's, like, connection to the lost tribe of the Sith in Legends material, I immediately did not trust Fred, like, at all. Um, so I did like that. The things I did not like, I didn't like the introduced conflict that felt like it was there for conflict's sake. Um, I didn't really like kind of how they portrayed Cal as this kind of petty and jealous person, especially when it came to Marin and Fretz, whatever you want to call it. Um, I just feel like he wouldn't act that way. Um, I know he's young, but I just feel like he'd be a little more emotionally intelligent to understand and not be as, like, possessive, I guess, is the word I would use. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, honestly, it would have been better if the book picked up right at the end of Fallen Order. And we got the, like, they did, a, like, a year-by-year -year thing in the book. And, like, mm -hmm. explained how, like, because, yeah, like you said, Cal, like, if you play Fallen Order and then go read this book, they're two different cows. Like, that's not yes. the cow that we played as in Fallen Order or uh, Fallen Order whatsoever. And I was like, 
I mean, I get his point of him wanting to be the protector of their of his family. He sees them all as his family. I get that. And like him being like the target so none of them get hurt. I fully get that. The thing is, like, we never see that transition. No. And I think that's the issue with the book is it just didn't. It should have been longer and it should have explained a lot more. Because it's really that all this takes place. I want to say within a few months. And yeah, there's not a lot of time. And it's going to have it's you know, we find out it's at least two to three years after Fallen Order. While Jedi Survivor takes place five years after Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. So there's still another two at least two years from the end of the book until Jedi Survivor. Right. So, uh, I yeah, I just... I mean, originally, the book was going to be coming out 10 days prior to game release. So, you have to put that in perspective, because the game, the book came out uh, March 7th. The game was originally coming out March 17th. Right. So, I see why they had, like, a short story and not have too much content. But you should still have more content and to explain the reasons why characters are the way they are. Right. And so this is not the two girls, one ship podcast, but I do want to talk about the romance That's a fair. little bit. Um, I didn't like it. To me, it felt rushed. It felt forced. And underdeveloped. And it felt very much more like a lust mance than a romance. That's fair. And I read it and I thought like, wow, like Marin is feeling like feelings of attachment faster than Liara wants to bone Shepard. Oh, my and that's God. Saint. And like, true. oh my gosh, the Mass Effect One romances are like you get on board and they're ready to go. That's like, true. That and I just true. feel like it was hastily done. No, it is not the first LGBTQ romance we've ever gotten in Star Wars, but we can. It could have been done a lot better, and if it was a. And frankly, for my sake, if it was a heterosexual relationship, I feel like it would have gotten the development it needed. Yeah, I can see that. Right. And I I don't know. I just I, I didn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, and that was my thing about like Marin. And it felt hard for me to empathize with her after they find an Eerie or an Iriri or whatever her name is to... Because I was like, you just met this person. Like, and I know there's an age old joke about lesbians and how they move too fast. But still, like, it just really felt like, Marin, why do you feel so betrayed? Like, you didn't know this person. Right. Really. It's not like you've had this relationship for, a few, for like more than a year. It's been like right. not even a month, maybe a month. And we could chalk that up to Marin's emotion being stunted emotionally because she spent most of her time in her formational years alone and only surrounded by probably the spirit of Mother Towson whispering in her ear and the dead. And what's his face 
uh, rogue Jedi oh. dude. Yeah, Talon Mal- Malacros. Yeah. Um, and so I just... I wanted to like it, but I didn't. That's fair. I mean, I, I enjoyed the depth they were trying to give Marin. I just, I felt like it was, they were trying to give her too much in like mm-hmm. very little time. So I wanted less about what she thought about Fred's appearance and more about her internal struggle with her powers. Right. Yes. To me, that's much more interesting because not only is that interesting for her as a character and her own characterization, you're also developing lore around how the Night Sisters of Magic is different from how the Jedi and Sith use the Force. Which they do, she did do two major feats in the book. She did raise the dead twice, so she did do mm-hmm. the spell to raise the dead. And then she actually was able to heal Irie. Because she was beaten up like to near death state. She was able to heal her enough to where she would become stable without using the waters of life from Dathomir. Right. So, so yeah. But that's uh. like that's really what we got from her powers. That was that was mainly it. And besides doing the, that stuff, she's able to create, you know, the green fire. And then, you know, she can disappear at will and, like, reform a reform kind of a thing. Uh, All in all, I'd give this book probably 5 out of 10 holocrons. Yeah, I would agree. 5 out of 10, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's mediocre. Right. I... It is not necessary to read this book and play the game Jedi Survivor. I don't really think. The only thing that you won't know is you won't know why Grease has a missing arm. And you might not know why the characters are where they are. But. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that last part. I The, the Grease thing would make sense. I guarantee you he'll reference it. Because mm-hmm. throughout the book, as soon as it happens and like from when it happens all the way to the end, he, he even said, like, from his perspective, he's going to hold that over their heads till the end of time just to mess with them. Because he doesn't blame any of them that he lost an arm. He blames the Empire. He blames the fifth brother. 100%. But he still will, like, he'll still tease everyone and just for the fact because he lost an arm. Right. And the kind of character Grease is, and what we get from the book is that he would make the same decision mm-hmm. over every time. No matter how many times you put him in that exact situation, he would make the same decision. Yep. Yeah. So, any highlights about like what was talking about that you really liked or I mean, you summed up really pretty well. Like I I, I really liked this perspective from Callan Marin. Um, I really like, I enjoyed how they focused a lot on Marin in the book rather than Cal. Uh, compared to, I mean, obviously in the game, it's all about Cal. And Marin's, if you go throughout the game, that what the game wants you to do, Marin's the last person you recruit before you even go to um, in, uh, Fortress Inquisitor or whatever it's called. Yeah. And Inquisitorious. Inquisitorious. Thank you. Uh, 
but you don't you don't really get a whole lot of Marin content except for like the bits and pieces we get in Dathomir, and that's just her trying to you know figure out what's going on and cows being there and explaining why this old Jedi is trying to like you know rule Dathomir. Right, and I think you can get a little more with Marin. If you like, like, before you go to the Fortress Inquisitorius, if you like land on Bergano and all these other places, you can have other conversations with Marin where she kind of asks questions about how things are. And she is the one who says, like, do you really want to find this holocron? Like right now, these her her whole point is right now the children are safe Mm -hmm. because the Empire doesn't know where there is. If you retrieve this holocron there's always a potential that the Empire will find them now. Yep. Though we all know from, you know, the end of Fallen Order, they destroy the Holocron. So they, the children will be safe. Um, right. And they and they even mention that in the book as well. But, yeah, um, from else in the book, I mean, that's all I really, like, enjoyed was, like, Cal's and Marin's perspective. I like how they, like, talked about his how his force echo was like uh from in from his perspective and seeing things rather than you know us just listening to audio clips in the game from said person right um i mean what i didn't like about it, it to me it felt rushed and there was really no like story advancement to me and like austin said like conflict for conflict just to be there because mm-hmm. even though they could have easily have done, hey, let's start at the end of Fallen Order and work our way up to like a a year before Jedi Survivor or something like that. Do a four do like show the four years in between, and then we'll get like a year or whatnot. Like we'll get some stuff in Jedi Survivor, so it's not a full on spoiler. That's probably right. what they should have done. It's just I don't know. And it is just, uh, I can tell now why I was initially very upset when they moved the release date, mainly because the release date used to be on my birthday. And that's then fair. Yeah, they that's moved true. It. I was like, <laughs> that's mean. But if this is a result of the tie in novel, I just don't, I hope they haven't rushed the story like this and that the time they took on this was to like, Maybe add some like cut content, like cut dialogue back so, in and other things. Like as that. far as I know, for game wise, being delayed, when Respawn delayed the game, they put out a statement saying the game is done. It's just they wanted to make sure it was fine stability wise for the game. Uh, bugs and glitches would be out to where they wouldn't have any issues. Now that doesn't mean they you know added some things back in if they were you know they had to cut something here and there but who knows right but i think it's a good time for a break and then we can kind of break down the trailer yeah and we can get into our put on our tinfoil hats theories right let's do that
Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about all things that have to do with the podcast, but not the lore. And it's here where we thank our patrons. Thank you to all of our patrons who support us in this show and everything. We will have our patron chat next week for March. Yes, as of right now. Things might change because yes. I'm currently transitioning, going to be going. I'm leaving my current company to going to a different job. So we might have to delay it a week. Who knows? We'll see, but right. But as so far, with that is scheduled. But you can sign up at Patreon at our twenty dollars tier or higher and come join us on the patron chat. We really su- appreciate all the support our patrons give us. So thank you so much, to those of you who do. If you can't support us financially, a great way is to give us some ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. And there is a new kind of review and comment feature available on spotify where you can comment on episodes i think we have to enable it so we might have to look into that but there is a new spotify feature we'll figure it out i'll be looking into that probably after the show (laughs) yeah um and then you can leave us on apple if you leave us five stars or some kind words we will read it out on the future episodes of the show as far as comments on the episode go it'll go as like a case-by-case scenario since there's no rating attached to that um so yeah you can go there you can also join us on discord and hang out with us on the cups podcasting and more discord server or the robots radio discord server you can join find our channels we're under the same names teacup 92 and uh ben of tamaria and fun fact i am different on the cup uh cups podcast and more yes i am ben of kenobi Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) when we said that last week it's like wait a minute I have a different name on that one. Yes. Right. But, but you same can find Ben of something. Yes. <laughs> you can find us. You can find channels to discuss those. Our other shows, Assassin's Creed Lorecaster, Dragon Age Lorecaster, mine, and the Inheritance page by page podcast. And then you have Ben's other shows, the Wizarding World Lorecast. Right? That's all you got right now, right? As of, uh, Yes. That's what I got at yes. the moment. All right, Wizarding World Lorecast. So, like, if you want to come and learn and you've been playing Hogwarts Legacy and you want to learn more about the Harry Potter world, you can check them out. They go live tomorrow at same time or later. A little bit later. later. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. At my Twitch but channel, live Ben of Tamaria. Yeah, tomorrow, which would be a Wednesday if you are listening to this on Thursday. Yes. So it would have been yesterday. Yes. <laughs> It'll be yesterday that they went live, and it will be tomorrow that they release the episode. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Because if you're listening to this on a Thursday. Yep, yep. And I uh, do want to have a shout out to everyone. Thank you for listening to the show. I did look, and we recently went over 15,300 as our total so far of downloads. And yeah, like we're, we're on our way. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, we can get back into it. Cool. All right. We are back. Yeah. We are back with the trailer, which trailer launched yesterday. You can find it on YouTube, on EA's Twitter account, on Respawn's Twitter account on all the... Just search search Jedi Survivor trailer and you can find it to watch it. 
Um, basically, we get kind of scenes from the game and a kind of Cal narration overview where he says it's been five years and that the imp- he's tried to resist the Empire and that there is evil and cruelty all around. We get some Marin scenes, some Grease scenes, some shots of new locations and some old locations and one mystery location. But I have a theory of which location that is. Um, and then we get a little bit of like what Cal is trying to do, which is he says that he is, if we go here, we can create a place where the empire can't find us. So, so yeah. So basically he's trying to make a safe haven for anybody trying to flee the empire. Right. And ever since, Ever since they dropped the trailer and release date announcement at the Game Awards in 2022, Ben and I have been asking, where the heck is Marin? And we Uh. finally see her in the game. And not only do we see her in the game, she is a... So, from what we see, it looks like at certain points in the story, you will have a companion with you. Right, who will assist you in combat. Like, it looks like you can do kind of, like, tag team kind of things in there, which is an interesting concept because we really haven't gotten a companion-based combat system in Star Wars since KOTOR. Yeah, I mean, so you have Star Wars Old Republic as well. But even then, like, right. it from what we see in this, it's a lot more... Um, fif- complex to where they will actually like you know you will do combo finishers so it looks like you're it's the combat style is going to be very similar to the first one where it's going to be you know souls like ish but it looks like they're also adding kind of like the combo finishers from the arkham games if you played any of the batman arkham games batman would do combo moves with like catwoman nightwing robin and all them and it looks like something similar to that that we see. Right, maybe. Um, yes, it does look like, you know, we've got all the all the standards that we had in the first game of switching between lightsaber forms. That's been confirmed that there's going to be five different forms. I think they said somewhere that we will be able to have three active two, at a time. Two or three. I, can't, I knew two yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's like two or three active at the same time. And the so, styles go from single blade to dual wield to double blade, uh, cross, cross guard. guard, and then single blade with blaster. Right. Or the five styles. Which it looks like single blade is going to be your standard style of combat. It's going to do like a medium amount of damage. Um, whereas dual blade and double bladed are more for your crowd control cross guard ending up slower, but heavy damage. Um, Mm -hmm. if I can look, it looks like we're taking out, you know, the more heavier stormtroopers and purge troopers in one, in almost one swing with the cross guard saber. Yeah. Uh, So we haven't gotten a look at the skill tree yet. To whether it's going to be the same or similar or whatever. 
I really hope that they don't make us go back and have to relearn all the force powers again. Yeah. Um, I feel like, cause I mean, so good thing. Cal doesn't really learn a whole lot of force powers through fallen order. Cause he's relearning the force. So push, right. pull, a stasis, um, force throw, but like nothing too complex to where I, I feel like we'll probably get all those start the game and they'll be like easy. Um, like they'll be already kind of either unlocked or like throughout like the tutorial or prologue of the game. It's like, Oh, use this. And like it, you right. get acquire it. And then once you get out of the prologue, you'll have the set abilities. We had at the end of fallen order right at the get go. Right, right. And so it'll be interesting. Um, we, I have not been confirmed, but I'm a little disappointed that there are no ponchos. Where is my boy with his ponchos? Okay, we don't know there's ponchos, but the, so Jedi there Survivor, there's a lot more customization for cosmetics. You'll be able to do headbands, you'll be able to do different hairstyles, there's going to be different outfits, which obviously we kind of got a hint of that even before they confirmed all that, thanks to the Praetor bonuses. Because Praetor in the standard game, you get the Obi-Wan Kenobi set from the show. Mm-hmm. So you get a look based off of that. And then if you buy the Deluxe Edition, you'll get a Hans... You literally get Hans' outfit. Han and Luke's outfit. And Luke's from the yellow of... jacket from the mm-hmm. end, from the ceremony. Right. Slash comics, because he has that in the Which, comics. it'll be interesting how it kind of looks out, because, like, the promo material has it looking like Luke's, Luke's lightsaber, but is it going to look like a double version of Luke's lightsaber? See, or I don't know, because all, pro- all the promo images we have for, like, the Praetor bonuses only show the single hilt. They don't show, like, what it looks like if it's a double hilt or double set. Right. So, right. who knows? Um, they did you do see um, we do see footage of Cal in the Obi-Wan set from the uh, Praetor bonus of the standard game and the robes move with you and like have flow and everything so like right. the in-game physics are in-game there. physics are there that we see which is really good which is just beware Whenever they give these in-game physics, their clipping is always a ridiculous issue. So be prepared for clipping if you're like me and clipping is the bane of your existence. I have literally deleted and reinstalled entire Skyrim games due to clipping. Dear God. Okay. Um, (laughs) The and. But I have prepared myself. We do. We did find out too after the trailer was dropped. So, compared to the first game, all your ponchos and outfits from the ponchos and, like, you know, your standard suit were all unlocked through, you know, collectibles that you find out in the world. Well. Yes. We found out you get to go to planets that have shops. So, there will be a currency where you buy stuff. So, we can expect that currency to be credits, imperial credits, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Carol credits or something uh, of that of that nature. Yep. Yeah. And so with this, I think we've kind of transitioned to my to our tinfoil hat theory. Um, I think that 
I think the Shroud is going to come back into play here, even though it's just theory, especially with his thing. Like, we can go and create something where the Empire can't reach us. Oh, okay. I think, I think the Shroud from Battle Scars is going to come back into play. And I promised you the circuit thing that Seer finds that we don't get any kind of payoff for in the book. Um, I think that's important to bring up, too, because if we look at her kind of outfit that she's taken, she's got all of this decorative stuff going on there. And I believe there's a headband. I tried to find a picture real quickly, but I couldn't find one on a quick cursory internet search. But I believe there's something there with that which is an interesting concept that she's trying to enhance her own force powers after having cut herself off from the force okay and she has uh, that like if you watch the first trailer she has that like archivist vibe yes very much her outfit is very reminiscent of Jocasta New's outfit and Atris his outfit from the second KOTOR game mm-hmm and so, yeah, um, another thing that I think there is, so we see two planets, we see Coruscant, which and we I see was, lots of, I was shocked to see that. Yeah, we, we see lots of really glamorous shots of Coruscant, like this game looks like it's going to be amazing in graphics wise, like the star, I still feel like I felt this about the first game, but the lightsabers still look a little off to me. And I don't know what it is about it, but maybe when we get into the game, we'll see that. Because Fallen Order, if you played on anything lower than the series or the Xbox One S or One X without the HDR, you got kind of like blurred frame rate issues going on. Yeah, because I have uh-huh. that. <laughs> right, because I played it on the original Xbox One and I could Same. tell... That's how I knew that the Series X was coming soon because I could tell that Fallen Order was pushing the one to its limits. Yep. Well, and then Jedi Survivors next gen only. Right. So So it's... I hope that it's utilizing the because some of the next gen only games graphically wise have been a little disappointing. <laughs> Gotham Knights. Um, but <laughs> yeah so i hope it looks like fallen order is going or jedi survivor is going to live up to everything we've been promised with this next gen console graphical things because i mean really like i rag on graphic on gotham knights but i have xbox one games that are not optimized for series x that look better than gotham knights yep ditto but so so obviously we see that Cal is being pursued at some point mm-hmm. and throughout the game by looks like I'd imagine bounty hunters of some sorts right. and some weird Jedi. And yes, I did see that because he has a cross guard with an orange right. crystal. Mm-hmm. So they brought back orange as a canonical color, right. which is super nice. And which I think orange was in the first one, right? And Fallen Order. Yes, it it was the pre it, it was, was the pre order bonus. Yeah, so we have that one, and then, but yeah, so one thing, this really got me, but I know it's not the Jedi enemy. If that was him talking in it, it sounded really a lot like Hayden Christensen. 
in his angry voice. I might go back and listen to it to see if I hear that. But I was like, that sounds like Anakin. So the Jedi-ish enemy that we get with the cross guard. Tell me his armor doesn't look similar to uh, Star Killer's Sith armor. Oh, it does. And I mean, Sam Witwer has not been cast in this. No. And Star Killer obviously but, probably will never become canonized because he's too OP. But they're right. obviously that, are bringing, that, they're bringing like references back. I mean, they had a and that's Star Killer's like Sith armor in a east as an Easter egg in Andor. Right, I saw that. And my whole thing about that is just that if Cal struggles against the Fifth Inquisitor, there's no way he's handling Star Killer. Oh God, no! <laughs> not even like close. it's not believable, <laughs> even from a video game standpoint. Like so, but I mean, out of so pre- we see Coruscant. Yeah, so we see Coruscant. That's something which you know they've been bringing back Coruscant a lot lately. It was in I don't know if you've seen the most recent episode of Mando. Yep. Uh, but it was spoilers. It's in the most recent episode of Mando. It was in Andor. And now we're seeing it again in Fallen Order. And I don't know, maybe we'll see it in Bad Batch at some point. Who knows? Like, they're bringing Coruscant back, which I'm glad. Um, we also, in the book, we didn't cover this, we do go to Hanzi and Prime. Yes. A little bit, a mm-hmm. little more of that um, background into that core world. Because, you know, if. You haven't really delved into the universe. They keep telling when Force Awakens happens, they're like, oh, we destroyed the Hanzian system. You're like, why do I care? Right. Yeah. Um, is is that Coruscant? Like, I is what what is happening? Uh so that's part of that. We do see that. Um, we see info of a new planet. I forget what it's called, but they've already told us about it and how it's kind of gonna be our base planet for that yes it's like a desert ish kind of a planet right um we see it in the first trailer um a little mm-hmm. bits and pieces and then we get to see a little bit more of it in uh the newest story trailer to where right. supposedly like you'll have your prologue through that and it's like pretty linear and then at some point through that prologue it opens up more to where you can explore a lot more of the world and do more into it with that specific planet and supposedly there's a town or shops and stuff like that are there uh in the first trailer we do see cow use beast taming force abilities Mm -hmm. so he's able to beast tame uh which is an old force power that was way old back in the nice old republic series and it was complete crap back then because it couldn't do anything. Right. But he's but not the first one in canon to true. use it. This is true. Grogu. Got Ezra. <laughs> and Grogu. Grogu and Ezra. Mm-hmm. But Ezra, canon, canonical, animal friendship, force power. That's true. And he's very good at it. Ezra mm-hmm. is very, very good at it. But with Cal, I, I see that. And we already kind of see like... Cal's own like affinity to creatures and even like he befriends the boggling in uh on Bergano and there's all of that kind of going on but this will be kind of like the second planet is like our open base and now a new thing that's going to happen is we see a third planet that kind of has an orangish red dust to it and we can see a structure in the background 
Go back and look at it. It looks exactly like the Valley of the Dark Lords from KOTOR. Okay, I'm going to, to rewatch this trailer. If we're going, I know, there's so- if we're going to Korriban, ooh, right. But whether it's Korriban or Moribon, it's been named both in canon and out of canon. Um, so, but it looks like it really does look like. So we might be going to the ancestral homeworld of the Sith, which we haven't been to. Since Clone Wars. Yep. Uh, right. And there's just more. And that this was very interesting remind, to me. Because, remind me, that was only during the Yoda Chronicle, correct? Correct. And that's where that's where Yoda we sees see Darth, Darth Bane's Bane's spirit, spirit. Yep. and all of that. And so we get a lot kind of going there. I do think that it's a compelling case that it is Korriban and it is the Valley of the Dark Lords. And he might be going to some kind of battle there. I mean, I would love to fight the beasts that exist in Korriban, the Tukata and the Tentax or whatever they're called, and the Shirax. Like, these are great things. And fighting old Sith ghosts, I would love to see Cal kind of wrestle more with the dark side because I think that while he has dealt with his own demons, we haven't really seen him we have face a, We haven't seen him face a struggle between light and dark. Right. Which is a requirement for passing the trials of the Jedi mm-hmm. and passing into knighthood. That is a requirement. You have to show a... It's like the trial of power the trial of like knowledge or something and then the last trial of the jedi is the trial of will which is to show that you have the will to resist the dark side Mm -hmm. and only after you pass all three trials can you progress to a jedi knight now they made addendums to the rules before like during the clone wars they let people they said that the clone wars themselves would serve as the trial of the will and so they promoted people to jedi knight because they needed more commanders in the field that's yep. how anakin makes it to jedi knight by revenge of the sith i believe that's still canon um I we see so. that we see that in the like first clone wars shorts the anim the like and cool thing that you bring up the original Clone Wars uh, shorts. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The bounty hunter, one of the bounty hunters we see is a species, is a Derg specifically, like, it's not the same Derg, but there are species that first showed up in the original Clone Wars animation. I think. And there was, a, was that their first appearance? Mm-hmm. Um, and they are nonstop killing machines because they can live for thousands of years due to the fact they, they have they have literally regeneration they can re like they get cut in half they can regenerate like their cells and put them back together right um i am terrified for that fight yes like i know when i saw that's like no there's no way and then i saw a, a tiktok video of someone talking about it's like oh crap this is gonna be terrible Right. Um, also, if we talk about the Jedi, we don't really see his face 
briefly, we know he's kind of the leader of this new bounty hunter group. Because if you remember from, if you've read the Jedi Battle Scars book, the Haxian Brood is not going to be a contender. And oh, God, no. Because they're like no. basically they, eliminated. They got blown up. Yeah. They blow up the base. Like the base we go to in Fallen Order, Battle Scars opens with us blowing up that base. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, the when you get captured by a, a bounty hunter and you go into that fight ring, that place is the brood base right and very good go battle scars like blow that sky high right so the axiom brood isn't really going to be a thing so this new bounty hunter group which they named i don't remember what they named it but yeah i can't remember yeah there's a lot of pieces moving pieces there and this this the game this this trailer really shows a lot more for the game and mm-hmm. it's literally what a month away yep. literally have a month away to this game i don't think we'll get anything else for it we might get one more promo video but i i don't think we will maybe maybe um, let, for fallen order they invited a bunch of like content creators to a weekend to do like a like a brief gameplay thing because I remember watching videos on it. And it was basically they were able to play through um, the intro part of Zepho and part of Kashyyyk. Oh, okay. And so there's that. And I do want to say, I, bl- um, I believe it was discussed. They are with the whole shop thing. So if you watch the first trailer, or even the newest trailer, you see the Mantis is like busted you Mm -hmm. have to repair it so part of you on your first planet is basically i'd imagine you're going to try and find parts to fix the mantis up into a point where it's like you know flyable right it's also possible that the dust planet we saw is dathomir and that in some point between the end of battle scars and this marin has gone back to dathomir true Um, but it's also possible that it is Korriban, and that might be where we find Marin, because Marin ends the book kind of realizing in the realization that, like, if she wants to use her power, she has to embrace darkness a little bit. And she wants to, she, it, she came to the realization of, she wants to learn the connection between her magic with the Force, because they're mm-hmm. intertwined with each other, and specifically, obviously, Dathomir magic is specifically tied with the dark side. Right. So it would make more sense. It would make sense to go to Korriban to, you know, learn about the dark side. Right. And we know from our Night Sister episode that in both canon and legends, there is a tie to either the Sith or Jedi orders with the formation of the Night Sister. Mm-hmm. So. And then. We in the so the one thing we don't we still have and I don't think they'll ever answer this with the tra- uh, trailers or anything. We still don't know who the mystery dude is from the tank because we see glimpses of him in the new trailer. The tank, yeah, because he was in a back to tank that Cal finds, oh, yeah. and like he's with this new bounty hunter group. Mm-hmm. But we have, I think we just hear possible. a line from him. 
it's possible he's a clone. We also didn't see anything of the um there's the dialogue with the um he's the oh. same species as the Grand Inquisitor. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Right. I can't remember the species name. But that might be the Grand Inquisitor or that might be something else. I don't else. think it is. Um because Well, um, yeah, cuz I mean, if we get timeline, well, no, because we're the same time as Kenobi. Correct. We're during, we're in the same year as uh, Kenobi starts. So, right. yeah, no, uh, that would not be the Grand Inquisitor. So, because he'd be doing his own nine, thing. Right, and that's still nine years before the beginning of Rebels, or like five years before the beginning of Rebels, because. Mm. Because we're in... Because it's 19 years from the end of Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. to zero ABY. Yeah, so we're nine years in. So mm-hmm. we're 10 so years. Nine, ten, 10 years. So nine-ish years before A New Hope, <clears throat> which we know Rebels takes place and starts about four or five years before that. Mm-hmm. So we're... Before the rebel cells really emerge and do major damage, um, right, and you know, well before you know Luke Skywalker, because Luke is like, right, I don't know, eight. We're pro, yeah, we're probably in similar time. Other things that are happening in the game is we are probably Ahsoka is probably on the planet from the book where she meets the sixth brother, mm-hmm. or not the sixth, mm-hmm. yeah, the sixth brother. So we might see an Inquisitor in this. We might not. There might not be an Inquisitor at all. True. Um, Because I feel like they're all kind of committed to what's going on with Kenobi. Yeah. I mean, with the Praetor bonus being specifically Kenobi based, I feel like it's going to be a lot like that style. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm super pumped for the game. I, they said that the game is going to be much bigger than the first one. Mm. Much bigger. No. To where the maps will have fast travel points oh. for each planet. Thank God. So, you know, well, when you go to another, go back to a planet to re-explore it, you don't have to, you know, start from the beginning and, like, literally tediously go all the way around the map just to get to one certain area. Right. Well, so I wonder, because... If you've played any Souls games or From Software games, you can tell the similarities between Fallen Order and where it takes its inspiration from. And if you play it on Grandmaster, if you play Fallen Order on Grandmaster difficulty, it's like Secrio on easy mode. Like if you take Secrio and put it onto an easy mode, it's there. Um, so I'll be curious if they kind of bring in kind of like the meditation point as fast travel, like give us a travel option through it's there. That's probably what it's going to be, honestly. Right. And so, I mean, it's it's just standard. You know, you travel between sites of grace. You can travel between bonfires. You can travel between Buddha sculptures. Um, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a I, From Software game, not made by From Software. So, right. Yeah, that's probably what's going to be. It's going to be the meditation points. It'll probably be the fast travel option um and then we do see um cal using a grapple using his blaster as a grapple right 
So that'll which be I'm fun. super excited too. So I, we might they're get expanding. A little... They're expanding so much more. We might get a little more aerial. Ooh, that's true. Movement. Right. Um. Yeah. And I that's... hope they keep the basic like layout of the button controls similar. Like, I don't want them to switch to the like bumper trigger, heavy attack, light attack style. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping it stays the button format from Fallen Order. Right. I mean, it would it would make more sense doing that because force powers are in play. Right, and so you need buttons for force powers unless... I mean, unless they do kind of like a casting system that... Hmm. Or they... and Like, I don't know if you play Will Long, Fallen Dynasty. Not yet, I need to. <laughs> uh, it's on Game Pass if you want to do that. Um, it's really great. I actually really enjoy it. Um, but they have, they have wizardry spells in there and it's kind of set up in like almost an inquisition dragon age style thing where you like hit one of the triggers and then you use the button layout mm, to use gotcha. various powers and you can map various powers to those buttons and depending on the situation. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the game's going to be epic. I'm super pumped. Honestly, I was really more shocked than anything to see Coruscant. I was yeah, not I, mean, I was not expecting us going to a populated planet. Right, cuz that's where Palpatine <laughs> that's where Palpatine is. Right, that's Palpatine where the emperor is at. Coruscant. I that's I want to know the capital if, world of the empire. Hmm. I hope we go to the Jedi Temple because I want to see it in its ruins. I want to see because in Legends, and I don't know if it's still canon, we know that Palpatine built a palace there. I don't on know. On top of the Jedi Temple. I don't know if, if it's canon or not. Because I know I remember in Legends too, during Force Unleashed, Starkiller goes to the Jedi Temple. Yes. Uh, multiple times for it's all ruined you know you were taking out stormtroopers left and right and like trying to pass trials um to you know from darth vader and whatnot so yeah i don't know i don't know if they were specified if he took tore down the i don't think he did because i know well obviously we don't see anything in the films and i don't think they've said anything in the books because Especially now with the High Republic being in play, we find out the Jedi Temple was built upon a Sith shrine, and I don't think he's. I don't think Palpatine's going to destroy something that's on top of a Sith shrine. Right. No, I don't think that. Um, but it might be interesting because he's got to upgrade his lightsaber for the cross guard thing yes. in some way. So maybe Coruscant is where we go to that, and the parts he finds are in the Jedi Temple. Or we defeat that lightsaber-wielding bounty right. dude and literally just take his saber and, like, cow... And we find out throughout... Um, we see it in Fallen Order, but we also find out through Battle Scars, Cal really loves tinkering with his lightsaber. So I have right. a feeling that he'll probably take parts from... You know, we'll probably defeat that saber user some down, sometime down the line... And then Cal will just take that, his saber, maybe it got busted up or something, and he just, like, you know, takes parts off of it and, like, start tinkering with his own saber. I have really high hopes for this, 
because a video there have been two video games that have actually shocked me in Star Wars world of like where I go what the actual heck which is well three video games in all really one was when Cassandra walks out in the end of Assassin's Creed Odyssey I didn't expect that another is the Revan reveal obviously because I was I was 11 when that game came out so it shocked my 11 year old mind and when Vader, when you hear the breathing at the end of Fallen Order, that was terrifying. Like when I, I when I heard it, I just went into like I got goosebumps and I got like a cold sweat and I was like, I okay, was like, this, this is, is where, like the first game. Yeah, I'm gonna like, die. I'm gonna die. This is what's gonna happen. Like, like I'm dead. Like this is the first like so Fallen Order. In all honesty, was is one of the very few Star Wars games where we play as a Force wielder. And we're not OP. We're just a yeah, we, standard Jedi that has no extraordinary powers except for... We get our butt kicked several times. And I am really curious what they're going to pull this time. Because I hope we don't fight Vader again. Because I want I want to leave Vader doing his Vader things. Well, I mean, since it's during the time of Obi-Wan, I have a feeling we won't probably even mess with vader because his whole attention is straight up on tracking down obi-wan kenobi right so it'll be interesting to me if we whatever we find i really hope that this jedi that we see that's leading this new bounty hunter collective is not our big bad i hope that it is like a like planet two or like even an ending boss that we fight when we finish out the home planet the base planet and we get in and there is a whole nother enemy. And this person in the back to tank is someone different. Yeah. I mean, so, and I have theories before we wrap this episode up about the, the back to the, the person in the back to tank. So we, once he gets out of the back to tank, well, we see his robes. It's very high Republic oriented. So I'm very curious if he's been like stasis or something, probably from the High Republic era, because he also, I mean, he looks Dathomirian, but there's no male Dathomirians. They're all female. Right. So obviously he's probably a new species. But my my whole thing is what he was wearing. It's like, is this some going? Are they going to somehow tie some High Republic stuff into this? Maybe, like, well, who knows? I also, in this kind of point of everything going on here, is I thought he looked chiss. Because he's got kind of a blue skin, bluish-gray skin. Yeah, he has tent. a bluish-gray so uh, skin tone. So I thought, maybe he's chiss. And, you know, we know the chiss do exist in canon because we have Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And so... That's always a possibility. Right. There's there's so many things that we still don't know about this game and I can't be more excited for it. Like right. like if you're looking forward to a Star Wars game, this Star Wars game is gonna be like it. And I'm kinda hoping and I hardly doubt they will do this. What if the planet we're stuck on is Black Spire Outpost. 
That's the, the, the starting. Like, what if it's Batu? It's possible. Um, we know the name of the home planet. They released the name of the. Home oh, did planet. they? Like, yeah, I can't remember what it okay, is. I have to go back and look at that. But like, what if the safe safe haven they make would be Batu? Mm. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I doubt they'll do that because that's not till the sequel series and past the sequel series. Yeah, so. but didn't Grease mention Batu in the book? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't think so. I am reading a lot of Star Wars stuff right now, so it is very possible I'm confusing things. That's fair. But that that's all I have to close this out is I'm super pumped, I'm super excited, and I cannot wait for this game. Me either. Yeah. It'll be great. But anything else that we need to add, or is that it? No, thank you all for listening to the Hawkon History Podcast. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's the Elden Archives, from Soft Lorecast, available everywhere.